If you want to get on the action, we want to hear from you. Hit us up at Fade Route Podcast on IG, Fade Route Mail at gmail.com, or slide in our DMs at Twitter at Fade Route DNZ. Questions, comments, picks, segment suggestions, you name it. We want to hear from you. Get at us in crowd. Previously on the Fade Route with D and Z. Colts or Titans? Titans or Colts? They're very close. And to me, this hinges upon one player, and that's Carson Wentz. <laughs> Got he! <laughs> Got he! <laughs> Welcome to the Fade Route with D and Z. Here are your hosts, D and Z. to the fade route with D and Z. I am D and we have a great show for you tonight. We're going to order up the NFC North. Simone Biles wins bronze and we break down the winners and losers at the MLB trade line, trade deadline. But we begin to this week's show with Carson Wentz. The often injured quarterback hurt his foot during practice and required surgery. The surgery was completed Monday and was deemed a success yesterday. The quarterback can return between 5 to 12 weeks. Talk about a window. So, Z, if you are the GM of the Colts, where do you go from here? Well, it's great to be on, as always. And uh, first things first, there goes my (laughs) division pick from last week. And, you know, as President George W. Bush once said, Fool me once, you can't get fooled again. And I, like an idiot, believe that Carson Wentz put the injury bug behind him. Apparently, this is something he could have had taken care of because it's a high school injury. For those of you that don't know, he had a floating bone in his foot. And now, you know, he's been out of high school, uh, you know, forever. And he finally had this procedure taken care of to remove said bone from his foot. I mean, it's one of the myriad of injuries that Carson Wentz has had in his career. He is the... You remember the game Operation? He is that guy. Fantastic game. He is that... Bingo. Exactly. He is the patient. And you buzz them, you know, you just hit that wall and just it buzzes. Where do the where do the Colts go from here? Well, it can't be with the guys they have on on hand already. You're looking at Jalen Morton, who? Jacob Eason? Eh, eh? Sam Ellinger, they just got him this year from Texas, drafted him out of Texas, and Brett Hunley. We've seen Brett Hunley. 
we kind of know what Brett Hundley is at this point. They're regretting, deeply regretting, getting rid of Jacoby Brissett, letting him walk. And then Philip Rivers went and retired. I mean, as far as I know, he's getting ready to coach in Alabama. You know, that high school team, that uh, that uh, job that he had lined up for life after football. But th- they need to do something and fast, whether that's call Rivers and beg him for one more year or... I know that you're a big fan of calling up Oakland for Marcus Mariota. I don't know. I, I find that that is um, replacing one injury guy with another injury guy. Uh, you, do you wait and see if Trey Lance beats out Jimmy G and maybe you get something for him? I mean, there's that old chestnut. You call the Bears and see what they want for Big Dick Nick. <laughs> Mr. One Trick Nick. Uh, you know, uh, what? And they they also lost Quinton Nelson to a similar to the same injury. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> Apparently, it's contagious. <laughs> uh, you know, we talked about this in the production meeting. You kind of laughed at me, but you kind of got to suck it up. You get on the phone call the New England Patriots you get Cam Newton in there today today even with the Nelson injury because you're putting him behind a suspect line now putting him behind a suspect line but he's a veteran they have talent they have a defense the division they're playing in isn't stellar they're not world beaters you know uh, you have a you have a chance uh you know, outside of Tennessee, I mean, Jacksonville is a flip, is a coin flip. Houston Texans are terrible. We're just trying to make the wild card here. You could wait. You know, Philip Rivers has said that he would come back. He said that yesterday. Just takes a phone call. If they want him to come back, he'll come back. He can get into shape pretty quickly. But I don't think Philip Rivers moves you forward. We know what Philip Rivers is. You know. Yeah. Uh, but like I, th- I like your option. Get on the phone, call the 49ers. You know, if if Trey Lance is beating Jimmy G out, I'm sure the Colts will give you a hole for Jimmy G. Uh, call the Buffalo Bills. Mitch Mitchell Trubisky. Mm-hmm. Come on, they can't ask for much for him. No, it's not going to cost much. Even the and- Bucks call him up for Blaine Gabbert. What's Blaine Gabbert going to cost you? Because especially yeah. since they drafted Kyle Trask. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We've seen what he is, though. You know, we've seen what Blaine Gabbert is. Trubisky, we've seen what he is, but he wins. You sure. can see, you could talk all the shit you want about Mitchell Trubisky. He wins football games. And when put in position to play to his strengths, he does well. So, you know, a lot of people are saying, oh, the Nick Foles. Ah, not with the Nick Foles thing. That's... That's going to buy you time. You want somebody that's going to come in there and maybe you think twice about even letting Carson Wentz come back because it's a 5 to 12 week injury. It's a 5 to 12 week healing process. That's right. insane in my head. But you don't you're not urged to bring him back in 5. You can sit with it at 10. You know, if, if I said Marcus Mariota cuz Mariota's talented. And the, and that's the whole thing is the Colts are ready to win now. Mm-hmm. Don't waste this year. 
You got three. You got three running backs. You got four capable receivers. Yeah, Quinton Nelson's down, but their offensive line's good without him. They're not terrible. They're good, and that defense is ready to go. Let's go. Don't lose this year, and don't. And Frank writes all about oh, Carson Wentz's team. It's like nah, nah. We let's try to win while he's away. We were talking last week about how next man up and all that and how these people, you know, players are people too. But no, like in this instance, you knew what you were getting. Frank Reich knew what he was getting since he already coached this guy. So this is a failure on the organization. Not having a veteran or having a veteran that is better than Brett Hundley. Right, Um, right. That that is is inexcusable. Right. You need to, you need to, and we've been talking about this with the Jets. They finally got a veteran in there. Granted, he's not the best, but they got Josh Johnson to come in today. Oh, God. uh, Yeah, but he's, but he's a guy that started games in the NFL. Like he, he can play quarterback. Like he's seen what a blitz looks like on the pro level and not this 22 year old punk who has never seen anything. (laughs) Uh, So, it is on the organization, especially you know the history. It's different than what we talked about last week because you know Carson Wentz hasn't been there. Like he he just got there. I'm t- I, you know last week we were talking more or less along lines like a, if a Camara goes down. I mean, come on, like that's uh, that's ridiculous, you know. Or if um, Deshaun Watson goes down, you know these are guys that have been there for a while and you're not replacing those guys, you know. But. Uh, True, but he is an alleged superstar. So that's alleged, one of the things that's like alleged. alleged. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to couch it. He's an alleged superstar. I like so. it. I like it. You might even want to get on the phone with, with Washington, Heineke. You know, mm. he, he proved he could play. He proved he could throw the ball. You know, you want, you need a gritty guy in there. It's going to take some licks for a couple of weeks, but you, you want to go in, you want to be at least 500. Your favorite podcast has its own merch line now. Go to teespring.com, type The Fade Store into the search bar, and have access to our sweatshirts, t-shirts, long-sleeve shirts, tank tops, and much more on the way. That's teespring.com. Type in The Fade Store at the search bar and show your boys some love. Rep The Fade Route brand only at The Fade Store, only on teespring.com. So like we are talking about, really, the Colts really need to get on the phone and call some people. But, man, the NBA has been on the phone, and they've been calling people for the last five days. Lakers get Russ. Is that a game changer? I mean, they also add Dwight Howard, Kamal Anthony, Trevor Ariza, Malik Monk. I'm waiting to hear them sign Derek Fisher and Pau Gasol. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, and, and let's Alonzo Ball goes to the Bulls. Uh, DeMar DeRozan goes to the Bulls, Lowry to Heat. So to talk to me, tell me what you're thinking about these Lakers. The immortal Wayne Ellington doesn't move the needle for you because he's also been signed by the Lakers. Oh, that guy. This is ghosts of Lakers past. This is, it's crazy to me that their answer to the Jazz and the Suns 
and even the Nuggets is to go get veterans while sending out guys like KCP and Kuzma. Granted, Kuzma is what he is at this point in his career. KCP was promising, even you know, keeping Dennis Schroeder. Like Dennis Schroeder did a good job for them last year. Granted, he decided I'm going to try out what I'm going to see what's available to me in free agency, and that might have uh, kind of rubbed the organization the wrong way. But I don't know. We've seen Russell Westbrook. He's a ball dominant player. Like, does this take a little bit of the pressure off LeBron James? It does, but I don't necessarily know. He's never played with a point guard like that. He's always had a shooting guard, right? He's always been played off a guy like Dwayne Wade. He's never really had the the greatest point guard he's ever had was what? Mo Williams? No, no, come on. Kyrie Irving. <laughs> Ky- hey, don't get me started on Kyrie Irving. The guy's talented. I mean, the guy's talented. He's a head case. He's probably got the best ball handling in the league. I mean, he's he's enough. What enough of what he does on his off time. So, (laughs) and Lord knows there's been plenty of off time with Mr. Irving. But uh, you know, the particulars of the trade: KCP, Kyle Kuzma, the 22nd overall pick, and Montrez Harrell. I like what the Wizards got back in that haul. And they just completed a sign-in trade with the Nets for Spencer Dinwiddie. Yeah, so that, that team is... Nice. Yeah, they're doing well. They're doing well. But, but the number one move for me, it, it's easily Kyle Lowry. Like, Kyle Lowry puts another player on that Heat team to pair with Duncan Robinson, to pair with Jimmy Butler, Tyler Hero. You're, you have a good nucleus of players to make a run at Giannis and the East and the Eastern Conference. You know, the Nets haven't really done much yet. Financially, how much can they really do? Because they had to strip all that, they had to strip everybody away in order to assemble the big three. So I don't expect a lot from them. Um, as far as the Hawks, they re-signed John Collins. Good move. Keep your guy. <laughs> I don't know what the Bulls are doing. Like, bringing in, you know, Alex Caruso. Like, Lonzo Ball, okay, I get it. He's an improved shooter. Like, you know, you could pair him with Kobe White, and suddenly you have some guys. You have a little bit of, of something going on with Zach Levine. But Caruso, like, for $37 million? I don't know, man. I, I, I just don't know. He's just crushing it. Uh, How about uh, those I mean, Knicks? How about those Knicks? Trash. <laughs> Bringing in Kemba Walker and Evan Fournier, you know, it's the cast off of the Boston Celtics. Like, are you kidding me right now? Danny Ainge is trash. No, unreal. Uh, just to go back to the, you know, the Lakers. Uh, you see, I mean, it seems like LeBron kind of handpicked these guys, right? Um, he, he he has a good track record of doing this. I do think they're older. I'm not particularly blown away by this whiteboard again because he pretty much has refreshed the team three times since he's been there right uh i think what this has the potential of lebron making a statement right because right now kevin durant is trying to win a championship with kyrie irving who already won a championship with lebron and James Harden, a guy who he lost with in the finals to LeBron, the, the, I think the, the, the first time LeBron won a championship. Uh, 
So what LeBron goes and does is he goes, you know what? I'm going to go get Russell Westbrook because you couldn't win with Russell Westbrook. So now if I win with Russell Westbrook while you have my guy on your team and you have James (laughs) Harden, who's a top five player, what does that say about you? And again, Westbrook, I I don't know how it's going to mix, but the thing you can say about Westbrook is he brings intensity, he plays defense, he rebounds the basketball, and he's a worker. He's from the West Coast. He played basketball at UCLA. So the story's set. The story's set where I'm going to beat you with your guy because you couldn't win with this guy. And you got my guy on your team, and I'm still going to beat you. That's how the story goes. And it's like, you know, I think Westbrook's better than CP3. I'm not, you know me, I'm not a, I'm not a big CP3 fan. I think he's he's overrated. He's a dirty um, player. We, we can agree on that one. He's a dirty player. Uh, so I'm just I'm just curious to see if they go get Kevin Love in the middle of the season. <laughs> that would be great. Oh my gosh, like that that would be very interesting to me. And I wonder far, how yeah. he would fit. You know? Oh, he'd fit great because uh, what he's gonna do because Melo's coming off the bench, right? Yeah. And you would assume that, but well, I would assume them LeBron's moving a power forward, right? And and AD's going to play center now. You think so? I would think so. So what that allows is, is Kevin Love and um, uh, Carmelo Anthony to play with the second unit. And that's huge yeah. because Kevin Love sh- can shoot and Kevin Love can rebound. Um, and he's another California kid. He played for UCLA as well. I think him and Westbrook are actually on the same team. Uh as far as other moves, how about Duncan Robinson you mentioned? He got a $90 million contract with the Heat. My man was a D3 player like five years ago. Barely was He barely made the NBA. He's got a $90 million contract. Wow. Uh, but, yeah, I think the, the Heat finally land Kyle Lowry. I think Lowry and Butler will challenge the Bucks and the Nets. I don't think... People are underplaying how well um, Riley is constructing this team. Um, you know, I do like the moves that the maker, the Lakers made. We just, you know, I kind of just got off of that. I know you shit on the Bulls, but I do like the Lamelo move. I like the Demar Derozan. They're going to compete for like a six spot or seven spot. That's all they're about to do right now. Maybe they go get Kevin Love. That could really probably help them out. Um, think, you know, they're they're on a good they're on a good trajectory. Uh, I'm curious to see if Wiseman gets moved. Because it looks like Beal is staying in Washington because Washington is retooled. They will compete. I like um, what they're doing a lot. want to see if Lillard moves. I mean, and you got to imagine that the Warriors got to add something. I can't imagine that they're not going to go out and make some kind of splash, you know, with all the moves everyone else is making. And OKC is still kind of quiet. That's kind of surprising because they've got so many draft picks and they're pretty much sending Kemba Pack and they bought out his contract. We'll pay you not to play here, <laughs> which is like the most disrespectful thing other than another team, you know, another team paying you not to be there. We're paying you to play on the other team. Wow. Um, that's what we think of you. So, right. uh, yeah, you got to imagine the Warriors are going to do something here. No, absolutely. And one of the under-the-table Lakers signings that we didn't really mention, it's very under the radar, they took Kendrick Nunn on a two-year deal at the mid-level exception. And not only does that hurt Miami, but 
it also puts a little bit of youth injected into this team. So wow. they I, gave I think up none. Yeah, uh, Nunn was a free agent, so the wow. Lakers got him on a two-year contract. That's good. So that's a that's a sneaky one for sure. Uh, most teams are right now; they're just kind of shoring up their own. Um, yeah, yeah John, really John Collins. Your... John Collins went back to the Hawks, and that that's huge for them. He signed a long-term extension with them. I mean, the Hawks are pretty ready. I mean, they just need to, you know, keep um, keep improving their their uh team dynamic i think team... one full season under nate mcmillan will definitely i mean this is what they did in half a season imagine what they'll do next year i i think that's a, a great upward trajectory um i'm not a fan of the demar Derozan move he's definitely on the decline but i mean lonzo ball i do like i, I think that's going to be good demar Derozan. I'm not 100% sold on it. I mean, Pop couldn't wait to get rid of the guy. And he seems to be a, a – he seems to know too early than too late. And I, don't, I, I just don't know if he's shot or not. Speaking of guys that were shot and that are coming back, did you hear about LaMarcus Aldridge? Think yes. about comeback? Yeah, I mean, if the, if the doctors clear him, that's cool. I mean, it, I, I guess the Nets would still own his rights, right? Yeah. If, if yeah. he goes back to the Nets, I mean, that makes them much, that makes them very formidable. Uh, but we got to see where, I really want to see where Lillard lands. I can't imagine that he's going to stay in Portland, especially now that Carmelo Anthony left. I mean, yeah. they really don't have much to go off of there. Um, so we'll see because. The season's right around the corner. I mean, really, it's like, what, eight, ten weeks away? Yeah. And you you have to think that this takes Lillard off the table for the Knicks. Now that you bring in Walker and you bring in you bring Rose back, you bring in Evan Fournier. See, the, prob- the problem I have with the Knicks move is nothing they did is going to make Julius Randle better. And nothing they did replaces Julius Randle. Right. That's the problem. He, he's your best player. I mean, he's he's clearly their best player. You didn't do anything to help him, so I don't know what I don't I don't know the dynamic there. It's like, yeah, you're a playoff team, but you're gonna compete with the Heat? No. You're gonna mm-hmm. compete with the Hawks? No. No. We already saw compete, that. You can't compete with the Nets. You can't compete with the Bucks. Sixers? I mean, if Ben Simmons stays there. Maybe that's where Lillard winds up. Maybe they make something happen like that. But I'm hearing that the Sixers just want too much for Ben Simmons. It's like, guys, did anybody watch that playoff series? <laughs> it's like you're not getting, you're not getting three draft picks and a player. It's just not, it's not in the cards. Not happening. Not even close. Not today. Not tomorrow. Not ever. You can't help but smile when you see a balloon. The simplest occasion is a party. Westchester Popstar is located in New Rochelle, New York, offers balloon styling and decor for all life's events. Birthdays, anniversaries, weddings, showers, school and corporate events, store openings, or just because. Westchester Popstars takes balloons and shapes them into works of art, creating decorative installations for your special occasions. No event is too big or too small, and their custom personalization service is top notch. Westchester Pop Stars is a private studio, quickly expanding. In-person consultation is by appointment only. Send an email to westchesterpopstars at gmail.com for more information or to schedule an appointment. No need to hire an event stylist. All you need is balloons. 
currently servicing Westchester, Putnam, New York City, and Connecticut. To find Westchester pop stars, search for them on Instagram, Facebook, or Google. Uh, another sport that was mixing it up and trading players. We got MLB winners and losers, the trade deadline. A bunch of teams made splashes. I think some teams made some misses. How do you feel the teams fanned out in the Major League Baseball trade deadline? Overall, there were a lot of moves that were just minor so you'll have your Jay Haps and your John Lester's and your Hansel Robles's and you had some big splashes like the Chris Bryant move for two minor leaguers. I felt I, I mean, I think the Cubs might have been able to get a little bit more, but not trying to push it. I know Joey Bart wasn't available, so you do what you can. Uh I like what the Phillies were doing. They got Gibson. They got Kennedy. I don't think they should be going for it, but hey, they're they're going for it. Overall, Washington is a big winner. The Cubs just for getting Nick Madrigal from the White Sox for Kimbrel, like that's a big get. You now have a starting second baseman that you can build your team around, who's major league ready. And other moves, like another great steal was Javi Baez and Trevor Williams for only for Pete Crow Armstrong. One one minor leaguer netted you those two players. And right now, Javi Baez is inserted right into the lineup, not really missing a beat. And I can't say enough what the, the Nats were able to do. Yeah, they're tearing down their team, but... They got the Dodgers is number one, number two, number 17, top prospects. Like, that's great. The Dodgers prying away Trey Turner, knowing that Mike Rizzo wasn't going to be able to sign him just from the precedent set by Bryce Harper. You got to say it's a good short-term move for the Dodgers. Long-term, I really like what the Nats did. I mean, how good are the, how good is the Dodgers organization, man? Like, how good is their farm system? I mean, they're just dealing out talent to everybody in the league. Well, uh, who knows what's left at this point? Geez, I mean, and they me, just signed Cole Hamels today. I know, I know. I thought the guy was a brave. I don't think he ever even suited up for them. Um, to me, the Dodgers are the clear winners, man. Scherzer and Trey Turner. How the fuck did they get Trey Turner, man? He's like an all-star. I mean, uh, I still I still can't believe they pulled that off. I think the Giants are big winners. Chris Bryant, I've been saying this you know, since we started this podcast. I think he's one of the best players in the league. He is so versatile. He can play so many positions. He can crush the baseball. Um, uh, another secret uh, sneaky winner. How about the Blue Jays getting Jose Barrios? Huh? Where did that come from? What a, what I want a huge, huge for them. Huge for them. And Houston, Houston picked up some relievers. They didn't really need much in terms of a hitting the hitting and scoring. And they they got some relievers that they needed. Now to me, you could you could we could argue about this. Losers, I'm gonna say the Mets. I just don't think Javi Baez is enough 
to help them win this oh, year. Oh, no. It was not enough. You can, we missed. can agree on that. You guys missed on Chris Bryant. That's the guy. He's the guy. And you should have got Scherzer. That's the other guy. I know Scherzer nah, wanted to go. Scherzer know, wasn't going to move. He wasn't going to wait. No I, I know. I know. I know. But you got to try. You got to make it happen. You got no pitching. And you, the DeGrom's hurt. Like, you didn't get a guy to help you out. DeGrom is hurt. That is true. Unfortunately, what would have solved this problem? Extending Max Scherzer. And do you really want to extend a 37-year-old? I don't that, necessarily want to extend a 37-year-old. guy? Yeah, I do want to extend that guy. Or even Cole Hamels just signed with the, the Dodgers. How come you didn't get on the phone and get Cole Hamels? Like, what the hell? Where's the pitching? Where's the no. pitching? No, and we then, can agree on that. We definitely can agree on that. Trevor then, Williams was not the guy. I wanted Kyle Hendricks, but maybe that would have cost more than Pete Crow Armstrong. Maybe that was that was the Brody Van Wagen and pick. And Sandy Alderson just wanted to get any remnants of Brody out of the fucking organization. So then my next one is Boston. It's like Boston, you got they needed Anthony Rizzo. And granted, they got Schwerber. He's nice, but they needed Anthony Rizzo. And the mm-hmm. Yankees blocked them from getting him. That, to me, is huge. Anthony Rizzo in Boston just just stamped him to the World Series. And that right, that bullshit of a right field? Come on. Mm-hmm. And then well, the, how about that? Like, Heim Bloom got Cashman's guy. And Cashman got Heim Bloom's guy. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, it's crazy. And then, and then to go along with, I'm going to say it, the Yankees. They got Rizzo just to block the Red Sox, but they really should have got Schwarber. They need the outfielder. They need the guy hitting bombs. And they should have either got Turner or Scherzer because they have a problem at shortstop. So you should have gotten Turner. How do you not pull that off? That would have been huge for the New York Yankees if they got Trey Turner for years to come. And Scherzer, yeah, I get the no trade. He would have went to the Yankees. Cole Hamill has shown that ever since this spider tack thing went down, he's not the same guy. Scherzer, same guy, same guy. And I feel it, it would have been hard to make this deal with the Nationals. Give them Torres. Give them Frazier. Give them Chapman. They'll take it. Gallo is fine, but he's not as good as Schwerber. And Rizzo is great. I just think they would have benefited more from the pitcher and and Schwerber. That's, they, they, hell, they might not even make the playoffs. The Yankees could possibly make these moves and not make the playoffs. Yeah, what, definitely. What a disaster that would be. Considering the, the considering the lineup they had and the expectations that they put on themselves to start the year, it is an absolute miss. And we've gone over it many times. We've both been blue in the face about it. For the Yankees to, to for the Yankees to miss the playoffs, it's unacceptable. And it falls on the pitching staff. Corey Kluber was not a, a smart decision, knowing his injury history. I don't care what he showed in a showcase in February. Jamison Tyone is finally rounding into form now. But at, for every Garrett Cole eating two-thirds or a complete game shutout, he's getting bombed for eight runs. <laughs> Pittsburgh Cole makes his... He makes his presence known so you needed more arms both the yankees and the mets failed to upgrade their rotations and i get i get the mets thought process and even the yankees process oh we're going to get Corey kruber back that's going to be like a trade no 
you, Corey Kluber may not have a race to come back to. At least the Mets are in a mediocre-ass National League East, and we'll touch more on that later. But And how, the, and how does Brett Gardner still have a job? Didn't they, didn't they trade for a center fielder? Didn't they trade for an outfielder? Yeah, they traded for an outfielder. The problem is they they traded for a corner outfielder. Greg Allen isn't Greg. Isn't that wasn't that why they brought Greg Allen there? Greg Allen is uh, his role is very much in the way in the vein of like an Eric Young Jr. For a long period of time. But- He's not going to give you much. He's there for speed. Can he catch a fly ball? Because Brett Gardner showed last week that he can't catch a fly ball. Can he run oh, no. bases? Because Brett Gardner can't run the bases. No, Brett, Brett Gardner who has more? Who has more upside? Who has more upside at this point in their career? Greg Allen. Okay. The problem is, the problem is, is that he, it, there's not much that there's not much to the ceiling. Like he's not that much higher. Brett Gardner, he's on his way down for sure. But Greg Allen, there's no ceiling. Like there's nothing there. But the only thing I w- I will say is like, yes, I'm giving the Yankees a lot of flack. Rizzo is a great player and a great addition to their team. Gallo is a good player and a good addition to their team. I just don't I. They're they're praising Cashman for these moves, but you can't praise him when you see what the Dodgers did. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's the whole thing. Is you see what the the dot? That's the gold standard. That's that used to be the Yankees, right? That used to be the Yankees move. The Yankees get the 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 the, the shortstop still under contract and the, the the one of the best pitchers in the last five years. No, that's not what they did, you know. And that so that that's my whole thing. Even if they tried to get Chris Bryant, I, I don't know what that would have cost. But at least Aaron Hicks ain't coming back, and when he comes back. It's better that he's not there. <laughs> no, well, it, it's just a matter of time before he gets hurt again. So, right, they, they definitely they missed. I, I would classify them as a miss, even though they definitely solved their left-handed hitting problem. Yes, right. That's correct. But that, but they had more than one problem. Right, and your problem, <laughs> but your problem also could have been. Could have been fixed in a better way. I yeah. mean, you you could talk all you want about right-handed, left-handed. You had an opportunity to get your shortstop for the next, for the future, for the future. Okay. Well, my thing it. is this: in, in these trades, right? You were they were able to get like they were able to surrender uh, Spencer Howard, the Phillies. Right, they sent Spencer Howard, who is a highly regarded prospect, but he's kind of not ready yet. We've seen that, and they were able to get Gibson and Kennedy. What would it have took, right? What would it have taken to get Gallo and Gibson, right? Or package together maybe an Alec Mills with Rizzo, right? What little bit more could the could Cashman have offered to pry an arm, which is the need of this team. You've been robbing the Rangers all year, taking all their (laughs) trash. Why not take all the trash then? If you're going to take their trash, take all the trash. Agreed. Agreed. And give them prospects that are 17, 18, 19 years old. There's a a chance they're not going to be in the bigs anyway. No. There's a chance that they don't make the playoffs. That's the worst part about this all, is you could have surrendered all these picks made all these moves 
and you might still miss the playoffs just because you're so far back and the mm-hmm. teams ahead of you are so much better. I mean, the Rays have like a plus 69 run differential. Are you kidding me? And they're trading their closer. Cherry right. <laughs> <laughs> Poe was like, yeah. <laughs> well, did you did you hear this Got other him. rumor that, that they were going to trade Glass now for Bryant? Yeah, I saw that. Injured, injured glass. Now the Rays, man, they operate on another level of heartlessness. It's like it's like it's crazy. Oh, your dad just died. Too bad. Pack your bags. <laughs> uh they, 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 uh, they win. They, I think they just finished a sweep of Boston in Tampa. That they did. That uh, they did. And and that's the whole. Thing. And now Boston has Chris Sale coming back. Chris Sale um, coming back for them. They got Schwerber like they're ready to go. I I look at the Yankees rotation and I don't I don't see no. how they do anything. No. But and Stanton, ready and Stanton, to go? And, wait, wait, before we go to that, yeah. and, and Stanton is just awful. They don't know where to bat him. He's on my fantasy team and he's killing me. Four, five, six, his swing looks awful. It's like, dude, what do we do with this guy? No, at this point. How many different spots in the lineup? This falls on analytics department. This falls on Boone. That falls on Cashman. Your big boppers find and a home for and them. He's not going anywhere. He's no, he's not, not going anywhere. So that dream you had of trading him to the Dodgers, he forget is it. Gone now. Forget <laughs> it. You had a chance. Forget and they're it. like, yeah, we're just gonna get Trey Turner home. I didn't know what? he was available. How right, and that? but how crazy is this? They could put Trey Turner in center and play Seager at short when he gets back. Like that's crazy. That and you're not losing any defense, right? You're sitting that, Chris Taylor. But that might have putting, been another. That might have been another idea was to try to get go try to get Seager because they uh, clearly was that was that phone call made, Brian. <laughs> Probably not. Are you walking home? Are you going home that night, like slapping your hand, slapping your back, you know, giving yourself a pat on the back, saying, "Yeah, I got it done today." Like you can't seriously feel that way. I bro, I got Gallo, I got Rizzo. Like, look at me. Come at I me. Got, yes, right. <laughs> Come at me, Blue Jays. Oh, Jose oh, Barrio. Jose Barrio went to the Blue Jays. Oh man. <laughs> Sorry. Oh well, I well, I got I got Anthony Rizzo. We're good. And he's ex- on an expiring contract. Shit. I'm getting hungry over here. Should have cooked up some dinner. And if you're looking for a new cooking show to binge, check out As You Eat It on YouTube, hosted by me, Chef Z. I invite you into my home and show you what and how I cook when I'm off the clock as a chef instructor. You're going to learn fun recipes and creative methods to empower and inspire you in the kitchen and take it to the next level. Cook how you want to cook. Eat how you want to eat. Eat as you eat it. That's as you eat it. Available only on YouTube. AZ, you eat it. Check it out and let's get cooking. Speaking of expiring contracts and going out the door, the big 12 co-founders... (laughs) <laughs> Oklahoma, the co-founders of this conference are going to the SEC. That's the Oklahoma Sooners and the Texas 
Longhorns. How do the other conferences adjust? Seriously. I mean, if you're here's here's my whole take on this. Like, how do what Texas and Oklahoma have admitted is that the Big Twelve is a lesser conference, right? So if if you're a player and you're like contemplating, oh man, should I go to the should I go to the Big 12 or should I go to the SEC? Well, clearly I should go to the SEC. And wait a minute, the two best teams in the in the Big 12, they join the SEC? No, I'm not going to go play for them. Like what what would make you play for them? You know what I mean? Like that would be my that would be my mindset. Um basically just getting kicked in the pants here. Uh at the end of the day, the Big 12 and the Pac-12, they're already discussing a merger. I think the ACC and the Big Ten need to figure out what they're going to do, like where their chips lie. But this is going to create a huge mess and pretty much spells the end of the NCAA. And I'm just not sure how what competition is going to look like in the next five years. It's just going to be one major conference, right? And a bunch of other ancillary conferences. And it makes you wonder, right? What is this college football playoff going to look like? Pretty, pretty shouldn't we just call it th- what it is at this point? The SEC championship. Yeah, yeah. Because with the exception of Clemson, they're all in the ACC. They're all in the SEC now. So it is ridiculous to me that this was allowed to happen. It's a monopoly. But let's just call it what it is. It, it is a monopoly. Unfortunately, with the name, image, and likeness right argument and decision by the Supreme Court, the NCAA is feckless. It's been gutted. So you can't really you can't really ask them to enforce anything when everybody's going to be making money hand over fist. There's only one team. There's one team out there that would be a major get for anybody. And they're going to come call it. Bingo! Say it again for the people in the back. Notre Dame. That is Notre Dame. That is the one team left in this country that has any cachet, that has no affiliation left with the, with no affiliation with the SEC, and they are going to make money hand over fucking fist. Because that is what this is about. The, t- the schools are getting paid. The coaches are getting paid. The, payers are, the players are getting paid. The only people who aren't getting paid are the fans. I can't see Notre Dame going to the SEC, though. No. I don't think that's going to happen. I actually think they're going to probably side with the Big Ten if they're going to go anywhere. That would make the most sense for them. And that would give legitimacy to the Big Ten, big time, that you got Notre Dame. And you got all that money from Notre Dame. Um, I think this situation's going to backfire. Like, I don't, I don't know what made... Oh, Texas and Oklahoma. I mean, actually, I do know it's money. <laughs> Money's going to do it. But you, you really weren't making that good of money in the Big Twelve. And why wasn't it your idea to to talk to the Pac twelve and try to go get Notre Dame or try to get other schools to compete against the SEC? Like, what made you go jump to the SEC? Like, little. Like little bitches, really, kind of like. How are you gonna? How are you gonna go? Oh, let, yeah, let us in, let us in. You know, because I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't think they can compete with them. 
this is gonna in my opinion it's gonna be like that whole uh it's gonna be it's gonna be like that whole thing with um what's the uh, ruckers it's gonna be like ruckers they're gonna get their heads kicked in the first couple of years they can't compete with the sec schools they're gonna play alabama play georgia like i don't i don't see i don't see when was the last time texas was really competitive when was the last time well oklahoma usually is competitive but when was the last time texas like really beat somebody single-handedly you know you're now in direct competition with alabama for top recruits since you're in the same conference you think you're gonna get those guys no right because (laughs) because it's pretty easy for nick saban to walk into anybody's room and say they tried to join our conference because they know they're not that good like that's basically what every sec coach is gonna do when he walks into any kid's room and they're trying to figure out oh should i go to texas or should i go to alabama should i go to Oklahoma or should I go to Florida like it's gonna be pretty clear-cut and dry it's like they're they didn't have any competition for the last five years and they're trying to come into our conference so they can compete at the highest level what does that tell you about that school I mean you're you're not you're not gonna why not be the kings of where you were and the answer of course is because they weren't probably making as much money but they were making money the big 12 network is a big time deal Unfortunately, it's not as big as the SEC. It's not getting the national recognition that the SEC does. Perennial contenders in the college football playoff. And God knows what this, how the name, image, and likeness rights, how that plays into it. Because we're going to talk a little bit more about this later with that high school quarterback. Like, who knows what they're having to fork over. And you get some of that sweet-ass SEC network deal. Sweet-ass. <laughs> or it's some of that ESPN money. Maybe I can uh, put a little sugar in these guys. You know, put a little sugar in their wallets. Yeah, I mean it's 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 possible that it's that. But you're but Texas Texas and Oklahoma do have good donors, so they should be okay from that standpoint when they're trying to pay players and pay recruits. I'm just thinking about it from a competitive standpoint. They're just not on that level. You're not going to go into Tuscaloosa and beat Alabama. You're not going to go into, you know, between the hedges and think you're going to walk in there and beat Georgia. It's just not going to happen. Nope. They can, their wallets and pockets are deeper. So not even close. Not only that, but you're a big 12 school going to the SEC. Mm-hmm. Don't think that they forget about that stuff. They're not. It's just not going to happen. You're, you're branded like that. You're Texas. You're Oklahoma. You're the Sooners. You're the Longhorns. You know how? What what schools are gonna go play you in your in your in your state? They have all the power. Florida ain't gonna go play in in Texas. You're gonna get the little schools in the SEC that are gonna go play there, and that doesn't really mean much. And it's gonna be even worse when they beat you. Are you in need of air care maintenance or service? I have the company for you. Air Care Technicians. They service the Westchester and Northern Bronx area and can help you with all your heating and cooling maintenance and service needs. Just give them a call at 914-315-1547. Again, that's 914-315-1547. Or shoot them an email at aircaretechnicians at gmail.com. These guys are the real deal as they are veteran-owned, 
licensed and insured. Make sure to tell them that DNZ sent you. Well, we're going to see how this turns out, but as things are winding down in Tokyo, we now know that Simone Biles has competed and she bronze medaled in the balance beam competition. So is that a satisfying ending for you? I mean, honestly, I'm just glad it's over. I mean, she she had the yips, man. Everybody mm-hmm. gets the yips. That's just my opinion. I'm, I'm not putting her down as an athlete. I'm not putting her down as a competitor. You know, every athlete gets this at some point. It happens. She persevered to compete in an event, and it's time to move on. Yeah, she 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 persevered. She competed. She won. She's had several championships. She's got several records. She's a very decorated Olympian. Good for you. No more Olympics. <laughs> well, this was her last ride anyway. So, Thank God. yeah. Hopefully, she doesn't want to redeem herself in four years. So, who knows at this point? Um, I know she already did a duet with Taylor Swift. So she's already living off of her celebrity. I don't think you necessarily need to do anything beyond that. But uh, congratulations to Simone Biles. You got over that hump, seemingly. And the the twisties... uh, And of all competitions for her to compete in for the last one, uh, the balance beam, man, man, that's, that's ballsy. Yeah, well, she wanted to prove she wanted to prove to the doubters that she was capable and she was able to perform. And you know what? She did it. So good for her. This might have been a little too much for you know, too much for her, and that's okay. Reports from CNN came out that uh, her aunt unexpectedly died during the Olympics, so that may have caused a little bit of a psychological issue that may have exacerbated the twisties. So it's possible that these things occurred, but it is a story of perseverance, even though, you know, her presence did overshadow a lot of what U.S. gymnastics did. Her not being there, her not performing, weighed more than the people that actually performed and won. But let's not, you know, let's not detract from them. USA right. Gymnastics did very well. They did very well, considering the fact that they are not Simone Biles. And who knows? that These, these ladies may end up being the next Simone Biles, but they got their chance. And so far, they performed. So kudos to them. Kudos to Simone Biles for recovering and getting back on the horse. And kudos for meddling and... Let's just via call. Let's just via condios and let's just move on. More or less. All right, boys and girls, you know how this goes. We have a statement. Is it more likely to happen or less likely to happen? More or less, number one. Evander Kane will play for the San Jose Sharks this season. 
amid game fixing allegations. Man, when I saw this story break, I was like, oh man, Gary Bedman just farted. Like, <laughs> because this is a huge problem. A huge problem. I mean, I'm going to say less likely. Anytime you're you are bankrupt and a casino is suing you, there is a huge problem. Uh, Gary Bettman better get on top of this as quickly as he can. Find out as much information as he can because the this could be a disaster. Oh, man. It is a very... It is a black eye on the game of hockey, for sure. Um, he has openly gambled in Vegas. So this is one of those things that fans, that, that fans and players and ownership was concerned about when you expanded to Vegas. But, okay, and now, especially since it's a Western Conference, they play each other. They're in the same division. So it becomes, oh, we now have to go there on a repeated basis, and this guy is addicted to gambling. This could be a problem. Even though I'm saying these things, and the answer should be less likely, I'm going more likely from the simple fact that this precedent has been set before. Yaramir Yager owed a fuck ton of money to the Russian mafia for gambling debts, and he still played. Because guess what? He had to work off those gambling debts. So, the, the, the harder thing for Evander Kane is that it is out in the open, and it's all legal. So, he filed Chapter 7. These can't, these casinos are coming after him openly. It's not, you know, throw a game or we'll break your neck kind of thing. But it, it's not a good look. It is not a good look at all. But knowing where the NHL has been with this, I can't see how he doesn't play. And that's kind of that's kind of fucked up, if you don't mind me saying so. More or less, number two, Quinn Ewers will be a star quarterback for Ohio State. I'm going less likely on this one. It's a double whammy. First of all, he is leaving high school early to go to Ohio State for that sweet name, image, and likeness right money. He's taking advantage of this new scenario, this brave new world that we live in, and I don't know if he is physically, emotionally ready for that. As a 17, 18-year-old kid, I don't know what this guy is actually made of. So we'll see. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. You couple, I, you couple that with the fact that he's an Ohio State quarterback. That's it. Less likely. Right. Uh, I have the same outlook as you do. I'm saying less likely. You know, he's the first of many that are going to forego their senior season, enroll early uh, in college so they can start making money on their image and likeness. Uh, the pressure will get to him. You know, he will, he, he's definitely going to be a bust like all the other OSU quarterbacks before him. That's where I see this going. I don't really 
I don't think people really understand what this ruling is going to do to players and kids. I mean, 17 and 18 year old kids with $100,000 or $200,000, they're not going to make the right decisions. They're going to, they're, they're going to, they're going to crumble under that. Um, not, not everybody's built to, you know, handle this. And in situations where their parents, their guardians aren't built to handle it, they're going to take advantage of it. This is going to, this is a very, very slippery slope that unfortunately, um, a lot of players are going to go down. Absolutely. And, you already said it. There's really, there's. What if he flames out, right? And he has nothing to fall back on. Like that money doesn't last forever. No, and there's no way that he could know how to behave with that kind of money. You know, no. the first thing he's going to do is he's going to buy an M7. Like you know mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say? Like no, totally. Uh, so I, I think this is, uh, this is. This is gonna get ugly, and he doesn't look. He doesn't appear to have the makeup of a of a stud quarterback either. So we'll see. What Drive that M7 through Akron and see what happens. More or less likely, number three, the Yankees will finish with a better record than the Mets. You know, I don't really care for either team. I think you know that. Uh, I was. I'm so surprised you said that. I, I, really, I really, I don't think either team is any good. I really don't. I think the Mets are four or five games over 500. We, mm-hmm. we just, you know, kind of destroyed the Yankees in a couple of segments ago. Uh, the Yankees have more star power. I'll give them that. And they have the potential to make a run. I'll give them that too. Mets are, like I said, barely over 500. They're three and seven in their last 10. They just got Javi Baez. Their best pitcher is out. Ah, it just and, and that division is such a terrible division. The 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 NL East is just uh, I'm so ashamed of it. So I'm gonna say that it is more likely the Yankees will finish with a better record than the Mets. It is absolutely more likely, but because of the division that the Yankees play in with the resurgent Blue Jays with the Rays, with the Red Sox, that it isn't going to matter. It won't matter that they have a better record because they'll be in third or fourth place. They dug their hole too early by being mediocre and dealing with the laundry list of issues that we've talked about so many times. Great, you have a better record, but you got buried early and you're in a better division. Whereas the Mets... Granted, you may not like the the Rich Hill trade, the Trevor Williams depth move. Like Carrasco is back. Like that's good that Cookie Carrasco is back. They at least have a little bit of that of that depth back to where you're not dealing. You don't have to bring up a Corey Oswald again. So like you can kind of stem the tide a little bit and stay above float in this mediocre division. And you'll still make the playoffs. And even right now, they're they're winning in the eighth inning, four three. Javi Baez hit a home run. But the Mets problem, even with all these pitching injuries, they don't score enough. They do not score enough runs. They are 29th in the league in scoring. 
29th, and they're in first place. Billy Bean would lose his mind. (laughs) It's like there's 50 feet of crap, and then there's us, but we're in first place. But what does that tell you about the division you're in? So congrats to the Yankees. You're going to have a better record, but the Mets are going to be in the playoffs. What happens from there? All bets are off, man. If DeGrom is ever able to get healthy, which looks like a big if right now, if Strowman can take that mantle of the ace, at least temporarily. All 5-9 of him. All 5 nine. Hey, You know what? He's got, well, what is uh, that acronym? Height doesn't teach heart. Height don't measure heart, I think, is what uh, his organization is. That's true. That you have written on the wall in your bathroom. Yeah, well, you know. Uh, it's it, a little t- little tally marks in the inside the toilet. That's what I think of Mr. Strowman most nights. Order up. All right, boys and girls, you heard it earlier. We're back at it. We are ordering up. Order up, order up. This week, we are continuing our NFL division previews, and we are going with the NFC North. From 4 to 1, who you got, D? I don't think we can really have to argue about this one. I mean, I think it's the Lions, right? I don't, mm-hmm. think, I don't think anyone's expecting much from Jared Goff and the Lions. They seem destined for a four and twelve. Oh wait, a four and thirteen season. <laughs> an extra game, right? Um, well, four twelve and one. They're always good for a tie. <laughs> uh, number three might surprise you. I I think it's going to be the Packers. I think this. Is, I think last year was it. Rodgers gets hurt and this whole thing falls apart. Six and ten, six and eleven, whatever, because they're paying an extra game. I think this is going to get ugly. Uh, Number two, I'm going with the Minnesota Vikings. I liked Minnesota last year. They'll come up with ways to stop people on defense. Cook is good. Jefferson's good. Thielen's good. Kirk Cousins got COVID, but he got it out the way. So, no. <laughs> uh, he, he actually missed some games because of contract tracing because Minnesota Twins are under 50% because nobody over there wants to get the uh, vaccine. But I think they're going to compete for a championship this year. And number one, might be a surprise to you, I've got the Bears. I believe in Andrew Dalton. (laughs) And I believe in Justin Fields. Uh, I think the defense will play well. They're going to run the ball. I'm a big Montgomery fan. They're going to be solid. They're going to finish atop the North. I mean, look what they did with Mitchell Trubisky. They're, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna surprise some people. All fine picks for sure. Uh, there really is no there, there's no way you can uh, you and can no, say anybody and no, else is yeah. in last place but the Lions. And no, I made Ryan, that mistake Ryan, last year. Ryan Pace did not pay me to pick them number one either. Oh well, that's good to know. He didn't promise you a tryout with. Uh, no tryout. Whenever and, uh, done. No tryout and uh, no uh, 
no extra golf swings when we are around the range. Nice. Well, you know, maybe next year. <laughs> but there is really no way you can pick anybody but the Lions to finish in last. I thought they had a better team last year with Stafford and with Adrian Peterson. And it's just, yeah, it is definitely regressed. Jared Goff is not great. He's not even mediocre. He just kind of is who he is. I like the Panay soul pick, but a right tackle does not a competent offense make. So they may go like five and 13 and five, you know, five and 12, something like that. Maybe before, you know, the, the usual tie somewhere in there. They've got some players on defense. They have Trey Flowers. They have Jamie Collins. Romeo Aquara is good. You know, Jeff Okuda, like he he showed some flashes. But so, like, I they, like I, I like Swift. Swift is a good running back. Swift, he's a good running back. And they got Jamal Williams from the Packers. He's yeah, their guy. Ah, Jamal Williams is okay, but like, and, and he hasn't shown that he can really carry the load when called upon. So, and DeAndre Swift is already battled some injuries in camp. So Jamal Williams may be called upon more than they thought he was going to be called upon. So either way, doesn't matter. Last place. Um, Number three, even with Dalvin Cook, I'm taking the Vikings because Kirk Cousins is his quarterback. It's just, it is who it is, who it is. Kirk Cousins is just good enough to get you beat. Like, we've seen it so many damn times. You know, he's Philip Rivers. He's Matthew Stafford. He's Jared Goff. He's that guy who's just, he's good enough for you to think he's good. And then he's good enough to get paid. But then he's just not that next level guy that gets you where you want to go. He actually actually just came off his, arguably his best NFL season, Kirk Cousins, by the way. Yeah, that's fair, but you have to take into account all the other dreck, which is crazy because he got the contract before the season, you know, he's already on the contract. But that goes to show you the economics of football. Like Joe Flacco at one point was the highest, you know, the highest paid quarterback. But... This is a Dalvin Cook team. Dalvin Cook's going to win you some games. I mean, I do like the skill position compliment. Irv Smith, definitely a solid tight end. You're four deep at wide receiver with D.D. Westbrook, B.B., Thielen, Justin Jefferson. They have talent. If Kirk Cousins could just get out of his own way, maybe they'd be better than they are. And defense, it was such a terrible year last year that there's no place to go but up. Right. That brings you to the Packers and the Bears. And the, to me, this is another coin flip. It, it really is. Does the Aaron Rodgers drama take the Packers down a peg? Because I'm not in love with the skill position players on the Chicago Bears. Montgomery, eh. I know you love them. I'm not sold. Allen Robinson, decent. Marquise Goodwin, Darnell Mooney, Bird, Cole Komet, Jimmy Graham is still there. Eh, eh. And then the question of when do you pull the plug on Andrew Dalton 
and go with Justin Fields. <laughs> I love it. When does Dalton get roadhoused? I don't know. So that leaves me taking them number two. And yes, a stunning reversal from last year when I picked them to finish DFL. I'm going to take the Green Bay Packers. I'm going to take a pissed off Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> They're doomed. <laughs> hey. You, as somebody who is a Rodgers detractor, you would probably appreciate this then. So Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, they have that skill position players, especially with the emergence of Robert Tunyon. I think they're going to be better. I didn't think that much of them last year. They definitely improved as the year went on. MVS really stepped up. We'll see if he continues to do so. I like Lazard. Lazard is pretty good. Lazard is solid. You brought in Randall Cobb. You brought him back. You brought Devin Funches in. So you have some depth there. And the immortal equanimous St. Brown. Like, he's Rotting carcass of, of, of Randall Cobb. Cobb. Yeah. But that's the thing. Like, Aaron Rodgers, he might be out to prove a point. And Aaron Rodgers proving a point is a dangerous man. Possibly to himself. But definitely to the other teams in the NFC North. But that's our four to one. What's your four to one? Hit us up at Fade Route Podcast on IG, Fade Route DNZ on Twitter, or slide in those DMs, Fade Route Mail at gmail.com, and let us know what you got. This has been the Fade Route with DNZ. Thanks for tuning in tonight. Catch our podcast Wednesday nights on Anchor, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. Until next time, stay faded, everyone. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you like what you heard and want to hear more, be sure to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Rate us five stars. Leave us a review. Turn on subscription notifications and tell your friends. Spread the word. Spread it wide.